So I'm a first-time delegate to this year's Synod for the Christian Reformed Church, which is pretty overwhelming because we haven't met for three years and the agenda is massive. And there are some pretty controversial and weighty topics on this year's agenda. So in order to make sure I'm ready and prepared for the gathering, I'm looking for advice from people who have more experience than I do. And since I know there are many other first-time delegates who are feeling the same way I am, I'm recording these conversations so you can prepare for Synod with me. I think probably a number of first-time delegates would be very intimidated to speak from on the floor of Synod. I would guess probably most first-year delegates don't speak from the floor of Synod because they're maybe just overwhelmed by everything that's going on. And yet, this year is probably a year where you're going to need to speak. Um, speak your conviction. So what what advice do you have for first-time delegates as far as speaking from the floor of Synod? Well, I would say, um, okay, so you're going to Synod, mm-hmm. you have convictions. Um, if, if I were going to Synod, which I'm not, I'm an alternate, so I probably won't see you there, but if I was going, and you were going, and... Uh, you just stood up and you said exactly what I was thinking, uh, then I don't have to stand up and say it myself. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if, but if my convictions are not being spoken by others, or maybe if uh, you'd say, you know, the five are disagreeing and only one is supporting, you know, what you, you believe is right, then you might want to speak up and, and just echo again. But you are supposed to say something new. Yeah. And different. Otherwise, synod would go on, you know, for a year. Yeah, everybody uh, has something they. If want everybody to say. said everything they thought about every issue, you know, and so forth, and you will find a few people that are on their feet quite often. Um, in fact, uh, I was at a synod once where there were two who were very vociferous and uh, who were often spe- uh, speaking, and people actually were making a chart. So and so, so and so, and they were making a tally of every time. We don't want to get into that, you know. But but do speak up, mm-hmm. and I guess before you speak, um, you know, if you have a moment during the discussion, you know, you're kind of listening, uh, uh, you know, or, or maybe even the night before you were concerned about it, you know, and you, you you jot down, maybe you jot down three things you think are important, and and you would just uh, you know say that I have, I have three concerns about this. This, this, this. Um, then, then you've said what you know you want to say. It, it's a little better than than uh, just standing up and and feeling nervous and then sort of getting tongue tied mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So I'm not saying write a speech, but you know for yourself, and and that will actually help you. It'll give you a little more confidence yeah. if you've kind of prepared at least. I want to say this, this, and this, and then you. Put your name in the queue in the list, and then when it's your time, uh, then you you get to take the microphone and and uh, and speak. Uh, so I guess you know prepare a little bit at least, um, um, even during the discussion if you have to. I would also say if you really want to speak, don't wait too long though to uh, sort of buzz in or however they're doing it now. To get on the list because um, one of those procedural things, somebody ahead of you on the list might stand up and say, I move that we uh, call the question. 
uh, or uh, I, w- I would have, I would ask the chairman to s- cease debate. So if it's called a question, everybody on the list gets to speak. If it's cease debate, then even if you're on the list, you don't get to speak. Hmm. So don't wait too long to try to get on the list uh, because if someone says, I move we call the question and you are just about ready to to uh, get on the list, then it's like too late. Mm-hmm. Too late. So that's just a little sp- procedural thing. It's not like a council meeting where, you know, there's, uh, you know, 10 of you sitting around the table and everybody can, you know, sort of speak as often as they want and you just raise your hand and you're called on. It's more complicated than Yeah, that. there has to be some forethought oh, yeah. put into oh, yeah. when you're going to buzz in and what you're going to say. And yeah. like you said, you only get three minutes. Three minutes max. Which goes pretty quickly. It does. And uh, maybe because of the three-minute three, three minute rule, uh, it's not happening quite as much. But uh, I think when Synod was two weeks instead of one week, <laughs> you heard a lot of people just standing up and try to tell funny stories. And <laughs> it was a great, you know, almost a comedy routine there for a while. But uh, you're not there for two weeks. So, yeah. uh, you know, focus and focus and some people are jolly jokers they they'd use a minute of their three to tell a funny story anyway (laughs) but um what about uh what about advice on bringing a motion to the floor or an amendment to a motion because you have to submit that beforehand right you have to have it don't you have to have it typed up and sent in before you present a motion or an amendment um, to an emotion they prefer it typed up um, there is a reference to that in the rules for synodical procedure mm-hmm. too. So if you want to know the exact rules for that, make sure you check that out. Um, basically, the uh, what the advisory committees bring um, is considered a motion, mm-hmm. and then that's just seconded, and then then it's discussed. So as an individual. Uh, you can uh, ask for that motion to be amended, and then, of course, that would be discussed, and is it friendly or not, and so forth. Uh, if, it's too subs- if it's too substantial of a difference, then they would say, no, you're out of order. The main motion would have to be defeated, and then we could consider your substitute motion. And, uh, you know, there you're, you're dealing with the whole parliamentarian mm-hmm. thing. And that's why, uh, you know, what the advisory committee comes with as a motion is really important. Yeah. So, again, that's why you got to speak up and do your best to engage the, what's going on in your advisory committee. Yeah. Yeah, invest your time and, well, don't neglect the other part. But a lot, there's a lot of weight in the, the work that we're doing in our advisory committee. Absolutely. It's going to set the tone for the whole discussion. And that actually has to be defeated, you're saying. That motion has to be defeated before right. um, other motions can and be considered. Even if you'd come with a minority uh, recommendation from the advisory committee, the way it happens is Synod reads the majority. You would read your minority if you brought a minority. But... It would stick with the majority as the motion that's being discussed, unless somebody, you know, a few minutes into it says, I move to table the majority so we can take up the minority. And if you do that too quick, that's shut down right away. 
Mm -hmm. um, but after a little bit, you could make a motion like that if you really think the minority is uh, more biblical mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, somebody can do that. I move to table the majority. Let's take up the minority. And sometimes that happens and the majority just sort of disappears after a while because Senate approves the minority recommendation. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, tilted, you might say, toward the majority, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what takes precedence. Yeah, because that's coming out of the advisory committee. Absolutely. In terms of speaking uh, effectively, I would say... Um, Remember, you are, you are representing the church, so, um, you know, no name calling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, when you talk to uh, couples, pre-marriage counseling and whatever, you, sometimes you talk about, at least I do, you know, do you have a, a, an arguing style? Mm. Is it fair? Mm -hmm. Is it not fair? You know, so no name calling and things like that. Um, but, you know, speak the truth in love and... Uh, um, try to speak clearly, you know, identify the things going into it you want to say. And if the guy right in front of you already said those, you know, two of the three things you had in mind, just say, I'd like to echo this and this, but I also want to add this. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, three minutes go by really fast Yeah, when you're talking to an issue, especially an issue that's um, complicated. Mm -hmm. And some of the issues coming are complicated. Some right. are pretty well cut and dried, you know, of course. But And you have all the routine stuff. Uh, you know, a certain number of pastors retired. Do you approve that, you know, what the synodical deputies and classes did? Well, yeah, of course. Then you do feel a bit like a rubber stamp, mm -hmm. which is okay. Yeah. Because there are these things that have to be done. And uh, some of them are very, yeah. Hardly any discussion yeah. on that. Well, we've been talking about that as a classes, too, the importance of our classes meeting, going quickly in the places where we can go quickly, but slowing down in the places where we need to slow down. Right. And so, yeah, some of these things, they can just naturally be a rubber stamp because we want to be able to have the time to spend mm -hmm. on the really important issues. Right. So, again, you don't have to speak up on everything. Mm-hmm. What uh, There's one little nuance, I don't know if everyone realizes, but when you speak from the floor of Synod, you technically have to address the chair, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. You can't, you can't say, you can't talk to the guy next to you. You can't technically even address the body, right? You have to speak right. to the chair. Right, you do. Um, which is why um, you do well when you begin your, your talk. Well, first you you have to identify yourself. I'm such and such from classes, whatever you're representing, and then you you the first words out of your mouth after that should be, uh, Mr. Chair or Madam Chair, whoever happens to hold the gavel mm -hmm. at that time, and so forth. Um, you can ask the chair if so and so maybe from uh, the seminary or you know representing whatever may speak to the issue or whatever, but you're not supposed to actually talk to the other delegates. Mm -hmm. um, and if you do, the chair should should actually um, give you a very gentle rebuke and say, address your, your remarks to the chair, yeah. please. Mm -hmm. And people get the hang of that usually pretty well. But that prevents some of the arguing that you might yeah. see on video clips from parliaments where things get out of hand mm -hmm. and, you know, fistfights break out <laughs> yeah. in parliament or whatever. 
Um, I've also seen people creatively get around that one, not in, in probably a good way by saying, Mr. Chair, I wonder if we as a body right. would like to be this type of a body. <laughs> right. And so you're addressing the chair, but you're also speaking like, is this who we are as, right. as, a, as a denomination? But that's a good question. Uh, so I don't think you're trying to wiggle around it, but um, by addressing the chair... Uh, you're certainly playing by the rules, mm-hmm. and uh, you're certainly inviting everybody to uh, ask the same question. Of the chair. That you're yeah. speaking out loud. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, point of order, you'll hear, hear that throughout mm-hmm. the week. Point of order, and uh, whatever, whatever, and uh, you know, someone will say, uh, Mr. Chair, could you restate the motion for us? And then either the chair will restate it or have one of the clerks restate it, and... and uh, that's all important, so you don't end up voting the wrong way on something. Yeah, you know what does a yes mean, and then they'll explain that and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and encourage all delegates to do that. If you're not yeah. sure, speak up, call point of order, ask for clarification on what we're voting on. Because mm-hmm. um, again, with I think a lot of people are feeling like we're coming up to. I agree with you. It'd be hard to say this is a watershed synod, but. This one and the next few will be watersheds. Oh, on some issues, yeah. And so um, we really want to be clear on what we're voting on when we're voting on it. Right. It's not all political, but if you have to vote and you need a majority or whatever, it becomes sort of, it feels political even Mm -hmm. if it's not. And so to have a discussion when you're not going to vote, like I said, in five or ten minutes... Yeah. That could be well, helpful. at the vote time, people are digging into their trenches. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody's deciding which trench am I going to be in, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, it really is hard to move people in and out of those trenches mm-hmm. in that moment. But if you can have more of a laid back conversation outside of that, then, um, yeah, you can have some, yeah, yeah. you can be productive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. What would you say, um, how effective do you think it is to speak from the floor? Like when you speak for or against an issue, how many how many people actually are moved one way or the other from that? Well, I'm going to sound really cynical now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, but um, in my limited experience attending synods, uh, the people who can um, talk and uh, actually tug at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. If I may say that of the other delegates, they're the ones that seem to actually maybe persuade people to vote one way or another. And uh, let's be honest, if you're a first-time delegate, you don't know this yet, but synods can be very emotional, mm-hmm. very emotional. I mean, you got all these people there, you got all these issues, and you're thinking about, oh, you know, the future of the church is at stake. I mean, this is like a a high, emo- I mean, it's a very emotive experience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people who speak can, they just, they just, they just tap into that. And, uh, which kind of bugs me because I'm a little more on the, mm-hmm. let's think this through type of a thing. Yeah, that was a very compelling story, but what does the Bible say? You know, da 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 and, uh, yeah, if we do this, you know, somebody you know and love may be offended and think they have to leave the church, but what does the Bible say, you know? Yeah. So I would say, um, uh, I'm being a little cynical when I said this, but uh, if you're going to speak, uh, 
be very emotive, hmm. to mm-hmm. be persuasive. But don't be emotive. Stick with yeah. the Bible and, and trust the Holy Spirit to use the truth to uh, to lead our churches in the right direction. Yeah, amen. But but the dynamic, that group dynamic is very real. You're going to feel it. Uh, not quite like at a Billy Graham crusade where you know have a few <laughs> people going down and it's like, you're being sucked down a drain, you know, to go forward when they're singing "Just as I Am." Mm-hmm. But it's it's very very emotional too. Yeah. Um, so, be ready for that, and uh, but speak the truth in love. The truth in love. Yeah, amen. I was thinking of what you were just saying. Uh, Jonathan Edwards talked about in his sermons. He would actually preach. You know, Jonathan Edwards is known as Mr. Heady Intellectual Guy. Yeah. But he said in his sermons he would actually preach in such a way as to raise people's emotions as high as he could. But he didn't just, he did it through the truth. Right. And so I think that's what you're talking to. Like, we, we don't want to just speak to the heart. I, I don't think, I, uh, some people will. <laughs> some people And they will be effective at it. Yeah, and, um, and you might feel yourself drawn into some sort of a compromise where the Bible doesn't allow us to compromise. Mm. So be careful of that. Yeah. And so I would encourage us, speak to the heart, but go through the head. Use the truth to speak to right. to our hearts, um, um, to the true desires that we should have. Right. Um, so, is, yeah. yeah. Start with the Bible. Tell all those stories you want. Hmm. And then end with the Bible. Yeah. And we'll be okay. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>